Happy Halloween! Hi everyone, this is LCHS Off The Script, and my name is Paris Beery. Kendall Gay. I'm Jordan Walker. I'm Cole Randall. <laughs> <laughs> and I advise everyone to sit back and relax, turn off the lights, light the fireplace, and grab a festive drink that your heart desires, and be prepared for our Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. Today's episode is sponsored by Bush Animal Clinic in Albany, Georgia. Thank you so much for your support. Well, guys, before we get into it, what are y'all dressing up for Halloween this weekend? Ooh. Ooh. I'm dressing up as a camel for my nephew's birthday. Uh, Cute. Well, I'm going to be Velma from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Come on, I'll Velma. be dressing up with my friends as the Bratz dolls with a little twist. Cute. And I'm going to be dressing up with my friend Maddie. She's going to be an angel and I'm going to be a devil. Yeah, because you're mean. I'm not mean. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's get started. Today's episode is going to be about superstitions in the theater that will send chills down your spine. So stay tuned for that, and afterwards we'll discuss how to create horror in a live setting. Our friend Paris here, who's a thespian at Lee County High School, will tell us how she got into character to really scare her audience in the co-show, and how it landed her second place in state. Well, guys, my name is Kendall, as I said, and I'm going to begin by starting the conspiracies and the superstitions in the auditorium. To begin is the ghost light. As most of y'all know, a ghost light is basically the only light in the auditorium that stays on after everyone has left and all the other lights are turned off. Where the superstition ties in is that the ghost light provides opportunities for ghosts at night to perform on stage. This ultimately pleases them and prevents them from cursing the theater or sabotaging the set or the production. The second superstition is the M word. And since we're not in the auditorium, I can say that the M word stands for Yes, thank you, Cole. <laughs> and um, before we started this podcast, I was like looking over the notes that we have written, and I was so confused by the fact of the M word, and I had to ask Cole what it was. <laughs> and about the ghost light thing, I forgot to mention to y'all. Um, last year, like before class, I would always go into the theater, and they never had the ghost light on. And but I we, we have it now. We the, have a ghost the light bowl now. Was out. And yeah. I don't think anyone knew it until yeah. I told Miss Piercy about it. Y'all, our theater might be haunted. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so the M word obviously stands for Macbeth, and that is a William Shakespeare Shakespeare play. Sorry, and basically the where the speculation came in is during the production of Macbeth when Sh- William Shakespeare was alive, he used actual incantations if i'm pronouncing that right for the words of the three weird sisters if you don't know what that is basically it's witchcraft curses and stuff like that so basically the three weird sisters were speaking actual witchcraft on stage which probably is why Macbeth is a cursed play Mm, (laughs) that's scary i don't like that (laughs) so there's like 20 other superstitions that uh, you could look up online but with the time that we have, um, we're going to focus on the next two, which is mirrors on stage and whistling backstage. Mm-hmm. So with mirrors, is it the fear of a mirror breaking resulting in seven years of bad luck? Or is it the superstition that mirrors are a gateway for evil spirits to cross over to our world of the living? It is neither. Ba-dum, ba-dum. Love <laughs> Mirrors are considered bad luck because they reflect light, which is tricky to place on stage without wreaking havoc with the lighting design of a production. 
Of course it can be done, but a wrong hit with a spotlight and you could easily have blinded an actor who might just have walked off the edge of the stage. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the next last one is whistling backstage, which this superstition grows grows out of practically like in the 1600s, when senior c- scenery was manually lifted into the air by men hoisting hoisting it with ropes. The stagehands would cue each other other by whistling. An actor who whistled backstage might have accidentally cued a stagehand to lift or drop scenery, potentially putting an unaware performer at risk of being crushed by a wall or a sandbag leading to death. The best way to make sure you didn't become a theater ghost was to refrain from whistling altogether. This rule has struck and become a superstition. I always thought that, I think that's like really interesting because like we don't have to worry about like whistling whenever you're in tech because I'm a techie so um, I have to know when cues are made and everything Mm -hmm. but we have like headsets backstage now. I I think that's interesting because I always wondered how they did it back then. And the lighting, like they used to use candles back then to like create stage light. I thought that was cool too. It really showed how far we've like advanced from like since the beginning with the slant. Thomas Edison, good job. Thomas Edison (laughs) with the light bulbs, yes. Okay, well, enough of talk about spooky superstitions. Let's get into the real deal acting in a horror setting. All right, and I will be discussing, uh, I'm Paris, by the way, I'm sorry. (laughs) I will be discussing my personal experiences when it comes to playing a crazy character or or a character that's, like, very scary. For some reason, I've always been casted as the weird creepy character. Maybe because you are. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. You're I... typecasted as <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But, um, yeah, I, those are my favorite to play because I'm able to use, like, my personal experiences. I consider myself a method actor, and if you don't know what, or an actress, if you don't know what that is, a method actor or actress uses personal experiences to relate that to the character that they're playing and being able to portray that on stage. So, whenever I played Young in the show, to Shutter Some Tales of we, um, I was casted with um, my good man, French Hermaine, and he played the old man. We were redoing the scene of the Telltale Heart, where the old man was killed due to his vulture eye. So, uh, playing someone who thinks, who plays the victim card a lot, very narcissistic, trying to convince others that they're not crazy when reality is obvious that they're crazy. It's it's very difficult. I spent most of my time watching a lot of uh, criminal documentaries to understand serial killers and everything like that. But the moment that I was on the stage, what really set the mood was the sound. And we didn't really use any actual sound from the tech. We used actors and actresses. Yeah. So we would either stomp, like make noises with our voices, you know, because the opening of it was like stomping and then it would go creep. Like, that's what it was. And I remember the feeling I had on stage. Most of it was me, personally. Like, oh my god, I'm about to perform anxiety, anxiety, ah. And then as (laughs) as soon as I hit my head up, I was a whole different person. I had no idea that's what happened. Cool. It yeah, was so awesome. weird. But it yeah. led you to legendary yeah. success. That can really create like some really cool it, stuff. It was like, too yeah. real. Everything yeah. that I felt was a lot of 
built up emotion and that's what I advise for anyone who is thinking about using method acting as a way to perform a certain character highly recommended because using personal experiences like anger towards someone who had betrayed you a broken heart like your dog dying literally anything that makes you upset and it brings you to that anger and psychosis that you're gonna portray sour by Olivia Rodrigo <laughs> we do not need Olivia Rodrigo <laughs> with us on that stage <laughs> but um yes but the dedication that it takes to playing a character like that is to the extreme. You need to put all, you're either all in or all out. There is no in between. Yes. The studying and preparation of that character and what you're going to do with that is very, very important. It's very, very. Yes. And Jordan. Okay. So now I'm going to talk about how to create real fear on stage. More into like the background of it. Not right. just being on stage, but mm -hmm. you know, really like getting to tech part of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm just an actor, but I do think a lot of things could go into like creating horror on stage. And most of it's like the atmosphere. Cause yeah. you'll notice when like you're in an actual movie theater, the sound like kind of surrounds you and you're like completely like immersed in the experience. Right. And, and I want to add something, especially with like creating horror in a setting. A lot of times our directors will like ask at the actual cast to come help with a set. Right. So we're not only actors, sometimes we're actually techies. Right. right. Oh, okay. Yeah. We get both sides of the situation. That's yeah, fun. we actually see the techies do stuff, so we're actually learning as we're acting on stage. Right. Yes. Okay, so I think a lot of it goes into sound too. Like yeah. how Paris was talking about, they created the sound like really like realistically, like it was literally there with you. It wasn't just coming from speakers, it was the actors making the sound themselves and like really feeling like the yeah. horror because you know? we want our audience to understand what we're trying to portray exactly. and then giving them that feeling of oh my god what is about to happen yeah. is what we're looking for is what we are meant to do for that show and character voice is like another thing that really like will create horror in a setting or in a theater because like you know how like in Edgar Allan Poe and Telltale Heart I saw this little animation of one of them and his voice is terrifying like it's kind of Gruntled, very like, raspy, kind yeah. of like an old man himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it can be high pitched, like a little girl, and like they're this crazy character or something, and like it's complete opposites. Like having complete opposites can like make stuff. Yeah. Crazy. Speaking <laughs> of voices, you, the Be Beetlejuice the musical, the guy who plays Beetlejuice, uh, his voice is like kind of scary in the show right. because he plays kind of like a creepy, scary person. Yeah. And that like creates fear in the audience. Another thing with me going along with like the voices, it's not necessarily like the voices, it's the way that you say things. What really sends chills down my spine is whenever someone you can feel in your gut them like screaming of terror, yeah. of them like sobbing and getting chills, so exactly. fed up and it just like breaks out on stage and you're just sat back in your seat like, you're like oh Whoa. my oh, gosh. So your mouth is just dropped up. Yeah. Right. It's like the method acting of really getting into yeah, I think that that's very interesting. Well, guys, uh, that's all the time that we have. Thank you for listening to Off the Script.